0: I'm MK. I'm JL. And this is the Bobcast. What's up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> What's going? On? What you stupid looking face, man? Listen, listen, JL, I love you so much. Though.
1: I can't stand you, MK.
0: But I, can't, I don't even know why I'm in the room with you, bro. Listen, I can't even pronounce words. I said that instead of "this." <laughs> Look at me. He,
1: you literally came to me late like the first week. Or, or no, it was two weeks before classes started. You're like, Ayo, I'm requesting you and this other guy. So
0: like, and then this other guy decided to be faculty. Uh, yeah, so, and decided and so to be he, faculty on us. <laughs> so it's just the two of us now. Yeah.
1: So we get to do a podcast alone. My face is hitting the mic, but <laughs> we can him um, we can do a podcast alone now.
0: So yeah, I know we don't have to worry about him. But right. uh, but yeah, I mean he would have been kind of fun to do a podcast with. But you know, I don't know though. Cause he's very vocal. That is very true. He'd be talking a lot, but um, he's he's a fun guy. We love him. He's yeah. gonna be listening to this. He's gonna be all mad at us for saying that. <laughs> we we love you, bro. All right. And
1: if you don't figure out who we're talking about, then uh, we're not talking about you. I promise. <laughs> okay. Okay. Go. <laughs> go.
0: <laughs> so, kind of getting into this podcast. Uh, yesterday, what we talked about, um, or what. JL was about to start talking about. It was a really deep subject. He started mentioning the uh, the culture shock of coming to Bob Jones and how it's like a huge difference. You know, most universities are, not most, but a lot of universities are like heavily secular and they're, you know, like party schools, you know, all sorts of stuff going on that's just like not godly whatsoever. And then you come to BJU and there's a lot of restrictions. You know, it's not so much like, oh, it's just like church where we know we serve God and whatever, we're all good people. It's like, no, it's like, they have the heavy opposite of, like, a secular party school. It's like, <clears throat> excuse me, there's, like, a lot of rules and regulations on, like, hairstyle, clothing, you know. We have to, you know, like, we have to do, like, business casual dress for, you know, that's what they call class dress here. So, like, there's a lot of rules on, like, opposite sexes hanging out and all. And... um. <clears throat> you know you can't just be like you and one other woman and like go run off because you know something's gonna happen you know the devil tempts us in stupid ways and something's gonna happen so i know i cut you off yesterday jl i'm sorry about that i love you bro (laughs) but i was like that's a little too deep for the first episode but um getting into our introductions this is jl he's a uh, mechanical engineering major here at bob jones university jl why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself yeah definitely so um like he said I am a mechanical engineering major
1: at Bob Jones University. This is my second semester. So let's go, sophomore,
0: transfer. Let's get it.
1: I hate you so much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that hurt my tooth so bad. That's so cold. But, that um, water is so cold.
1: I am currently taking my first bit of engineering classes because they put me in everything that I shouldn't have been in last semester. I cannot do this. I can't do it. <laughs> but um no genuinely I've had a blast here so this the guy guy that keeps slurping obnoxiously into the microphone across from me as he's doing right now (laughs) he is um this is MK he is an electrical engineering major here at Bob Jones University and this is his first semester (sighs) he's doing it again I apologize to all headphone users, by the way. But um, this is MK. He is a electrical engineering major here at Bob Jones University, and this happens to be his first semester.
0: Yeah, so um, <clears throat> I studied at a technical school for my first year and achieved a total of 31 credits. Uh, one of those credits didn't transfer in because that's like college orientation, and obviously that's not going to work over here. Yeah, yeah <laughs> so, of course, of course. <clears throat> so basically we're both kind of transferring and
1: I am also from a technical college. As I mentioned, as was mentioned last podcast, I have a degree already on me. So that's pretty cool. But to kind of re-reverse our gears here to talk about the culture shock, I came from a technical college and I already have a degree under my belt. So I have a little bit more experience with college as a whole, I believe. And so as MK would definitely agree coming from one of those schools things are a lot different here i had to get used to d groups i had to get used to um chapel every almost every day of the week i had to get used to bible week in my second in that second semester that which i transferred into and there's just a lot more fellowship and you get a sense of bonding and closeness with your classmates that
0: i never had in any other schools mm-hmm. yeah and that's and that's that's one big culture shock that hit me when i came from my tech school to here um like every student that i met there you know maybe there's two maybe three people that i met at my tech school that were like you know decent friends but i mean it, it really was just like yeah i know you i have a class with you and that was the extent of it it was nothing else other than that whereas bju it's like as far as for a lot of the freshmen, they're all meeting each other, they're all making friends and everything. And I'm coming in as a sophomore, but I'm a transfer, so I'm treated as almost as if a freshman. <clears throat> as far as like getting me incorporated within the school and all, <clears throat> I'm, I'm around a lot of freshmen, and so which I don't mind. You know, it's a year younger than me. It's like okay, that's not a big deal. I can you know make friends and then get along with those people. Not a big deal. But um, as far as like you know handling chapel every day. I mean, it, it is only, what, 35 minutes worth of chapel, you know? It's not like a full church service that's like, you know, an hour and a half, two hours plus.
1: Unless you those. have certain speakers.
0: <laughs> Unless you have certain speakers, yeah. That is very true. St- uh, Mr. Pettit usually is is pretty, pretty spot on. Yeah, he's pretty um, good with his timing. I'm pretty sure that's Dr. Pettit, right? Yeah, it's Dr. Yeah. Pettit. I'm sorry, Dr. Pettit. <laughs> Pettit. I am so- I mean, <laughs> meant, him- meant no disrespect. Don't worry,
1: yesterday I called him Pettit by accident and I immediately <laughs> changed it. Yep.
0: But, uh, so yeah, changing with, um, with, so yeah, adjusting to, um, chapel D groups was not such a big deal for me as far as adjusting to, because I did a lot of work with my church, um, Mm -hmm. or or multiple churches back at home as far as like, you know, doing youth retreats and stuff like that. So I was very, um, used to having like small groups and stuff at, you know, you'd go on a week long retreat when you come back in the middle of night. You know, it's, it's uh, not in the middle of the night when you come out back at the end of the day, it's, um, you know, like you have your, your groups and all where you get together and talk where it's like the guys and the girls, usually a little bit of a bigger group, but, <clears throat> but typically I like, I've, I've experienced that a good bit. So it wasn't as much of a culture shock for me as I'm sure it was for you. Um, cause I know you came from, uh, what, what school did you come from when you came here?
1: Um, I came from a technical school of my hometown in South Carolina, um, I'm actually from Florence, South Carolina, which is about an hour away from Myrtle Beach. For any of you that know what Myrtle Beach is, I'm, I'd be surprised if somebody didn't know
0: what Myrtle Beach was at this point. I mean, we are in South Carolina.
1: Yeah. So if you haven't heard of the beach here, then you're either under a rock or you just don't care. <laughs> um, but
0: Or you're like me and, and you know that Florida is way better. <laughs>
1: Listen, Disney went are
0: once, not that great, not that big of a no, thing. No, no, Disney sucks. I'm talking about <laughs> the beaches. The beaches at Florida are fantastic. I was, so I was born and raised in Florida. I moved to South Carolina when I was what, five, six years old, something around that range. And so I had, you know, g- spent a good bit of my childhood there. And then so I started, you know, I spent my elementary school and middle school, high school, all of that in South Carolina. Mm. <clears throat> so, but I spent like my, initial years of childhood, you know, like growing up in, uh, in Florida, we lived maybe 10 minutes from Disney world and it was not all that great. Yeah. <laughs> Disney world is not all that great. And, um, as a
1: kind of a converse about me, I have actually lived in three different States and within my life, I've lived in South Carolina North Carolina and Kentucky. So I've kind of shot <laughs> up and down the coast a little bit there, but, um, yeah, definitely. I think, As far as being a culture shock, BJU is a lot more of a culture shock for me because while I did was raised in a Christian home, I haven't always had the right morals, the right ideals and stuff like that. And if we ever get into testimonies on this podcast, you'll definitely hear about my struggles in my life and everything that I've done. But BJU was like, it almost, I want to say it almost felt like, at first it felt like a constricting of freedom until I kind of Began getting in the word of God and everything and I realized that I had more freedom here than I've had in any other school that I've ever been to.
0: Yeah, that's that's true because I feel like here we have a little bit more guidance than other schools. Other schools are kind of just like, oh, yeah, do what you want. Here's your class. Here's your class schedule. You know, Mm -hmm. here it's like you're required to be at certain events and you know. As far as like you know, I have some friends over at Clemson, and I could be wrong, but as far as what I've heard from them, it's pretty much just like you—you you get class attendance, and that's about it. There's like they don't care about anything else. Yeah, you could be off, you know, doing whatever <clears throat> big thing with about, whoever. Big thing about Clemson
1: is they care about the football and the baseball. I believe more <clears> than <throat> anything else at that school, football is top tier, and that's not into trash on Clemson or anything. They're like one of the top colleges in South Carolina, but they're mainly known for their football, and so that's what they put a lot of time and effort
0: into. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, I mean, here at the Bruins, I mean, we're big on basketball and soccer, right? Soccer's like our biggest team. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> I, I know a lot about the soccer because I have a few buddies that are big fans of the, the soccer team, and they're always, you know, at all the games. Uh, no, Excuse me, not soccer, basketball. Mm-hmm. They're always at all the basketball games, you know, like watching everybody, always cheering our teams on, which is great. But, um, but yeah, soccer is like our one of our biggest uh, sections. I you know a few buddies that were trying to work on getting into that team, and it's like it's pretty competitive. So
1: Yeah, definitely. So my roommate last semester, actually, he attempted to get on the soccer team. And from what I understand, it's extremely, extremely difficult because they have such a high prestige and such a high standard set for their team because of – how much focus they want to put in on being one of the best teams that they have?
0: Yeah, and and I know your your roommate too. He's he's pretty good at soccer. Like he's he's not like you know some little kid that's like, hey, let me just kick a ball around. Like no, he's he's pretty serious about it. Yeah, and he's pretty good. And so for him not to be able to get in, that kind of shows a little bit. Like you got to be top tier to get in that team. Yeah,
1: definitely so. And so to think about it. While Bob Jones doesn't put a lot of focus into sports as much because they really want you to have a really well-rounded worldview, godly view, spiritual view, all that, <clears throat> it's still a good thing to note that they do have good sports, good athletics teams. The baseball team, i say, needs some work. I, I actually thought about trying <laughs> out Need for the work. baseball <laughs> team. Needs some work. But I had thought about trying out for the baseball team at one point. I don't know if I will, but
0: I still think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, for me, my biggest sport that I played in high school was football. You know, I did soccer when I was like in elementary I school. I think everybody did soccer at some point.
1: There. <laughs> yeah, everybody's
0: <laughs> done soccer at some point. Like for me, there is this park um, back at home, and then everybody went and played there. They had a they had a um, a soccer program called Roar Roar Sports, and like everybody in town was part of that. Yeah. Like literally everyone. Like if you lived in my hometown, you were a part of that soccer team at some point in your life. And for me, I
1: played baseball up until I was a senior in high school, actually. I was on um, the for my team, I was um considered a batter, and that was my main position because I suck at throwing. I mean I'm good at it, but I just can't aim. That's the main thing about it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I can I can throw a long distance, but it's not gonna go where I'm looking. <laughs> it's probably gonna hit somebody in the face, I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. I played uh I played softball at one point mm-hmm. uh with a church league and it was it was kind of fun, but you know, I, I my position that I played was, you know, left bench. Yeah. So uh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: So. As opposed to the as opposed to the um great guys on the right bench, you know what I
0: mean? Yeah, no, the guys on the right bench were stuck up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um, A big thing about it, though, is coming into Bob Jones University, especially for if you're a freshman and you're already experiencing this or you're an incoming student that hopes to be here one day, come into Bob Jones with the mindset of I'm not here to fulfill my desires. I'm not here to have the best party life of my entire life. I'm here to observe the Lord, get my education and make some great friends while I'm at it.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, coming here, I mean, you have to have a, prof- a profession of faith before you even come here. I mean, you mm-hmm. have to write that down and send that as yeah. part of your application. So, I mean, you're not necessarily going to come here and become a Christian. You're going to come here and you're going to grow as a Christian. Yeah, definitely so, so. And, I mean, the the thing about BJU is they have some pretty normal standards as far as Christianity goes. It's not like super one way or the other. It's not super crazy. They have some, you know, <clears throat> basically they follow what the Bible says and that's pretty much it. And which is, which is good because for people that, you know, are lean a little bit more one way or the other, it doesn't create a lot of conflict there. But one issue as far as the, you know, the culture shock of coming here is that there is some stuff like you'll meet some people and you're like, oh, you think everybody that comes here is Christian? They're all, you know, share the same morals. I'm like, that's no, no, not at all. Because you'll meet people here that are like, you know, they're all Christians. They all are professing Christians, but they might not act like it. You know, you're going to meet some Some people that are a little bit weird, and you're gonna meet some people that are, you know, kind of out there, and not so much that they're bad people. That it's just like you're gonna meet people from, you know, all ends of the spectrum. Just because it's a Christian college doesn't mean that you're gonna not meet bad people.
1: And I think a big thing to to understand is it's kind of like the parable of the sower. You're gonna meet people that have the the rich dirt to grow in, grow the seed of the faith in. Mm. You're gonna have people that have the (coughs) gravel who are here just so that way they can, there are actually genuinely people here who are looking for just a date. This is as Dr. Schoolfield said the most expensive dating program in the world. If that's what you're here for. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Love Dr. Schoolfield to death. Shout out <clears> to <throat> Dr. Schoolfield. But um, yeah, no, then you're going to have people who have the path of thorns where there's dirt there to be laid, but nothing can grow because it's getting restricted by the hardness of their heart or just their emotions in general, general over things. That's kind of it's there's lots of people here. There's a lot of things to take into consideration while being here. And the biggest thing to understand, I think personally, is that just because you look one way at something does not mean that everybody's going to look the same way and does not mean that you can convince everybody to look the same way as you. As long as you're all focused on God first and holding his values true, then it shouldn't matter what they look at that you disagree with as long as it's not
0: arguing with what the bible believes in <clears throat> yeah i 100 agree with that because you're never going to have someone that's like 100 the exact same moral values as yep. you i mean sometimes you can find some people that are really really close but mm-hmm. usually you're not like head and head you're not perfect because no two people are the same you know god made us different yeah so you're never going to find someone that's like, you know, the exact same moral values and whatever, you know, like you could be like have some weird moral value that you're like, hey, when you put cups away, they got to be upside down. And another person thinks the <laughs> opposite. I mean, like little things like like that's a stupid analogy, but stupid little things like that could be the difference, you know, because it's never going to be exactly the same.
1: Oh, it's kind of like um Dr. deang said in our class mm. today. Stupid ideas can create some pretty good stuff. You know what I mean? Like bears shaking <laughs> the poles.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Dr. D. is is great. Love that guy. Um, he actually actually sat with me today a little bit and uh just kind of you know talking about culture shock and all um you know i today's you know been a kind of rough day for me as far as you know like catching up on or not so much catching up but just keeping up with all the reading and homework that's due i mean taking 15 credits that's you know you know you got 15 hours worth of 15 hours a week in class and they say you need to at least double that. So you're putting 45 hours in a week as full-time job. So it's like it's 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 a little bit much to keep up some with sometimes and if you're a slow reader like I am, then you know it's even takes even longer to do the same amount of work. And the thing is it's not only just a full-time job. It's like
1: 48 hours a week working full-time job with overtime but you're working multiple jobs you're
0: not just working one job yeah yeah you're not doing just one thing you know you're not working as a amazon employee or whatever yeah. you're working as you know a production guy you're working as an audio engineer you're working as a coffee maker you know you're, you're barista you're you know you computer engineer you're doing yeah. all sorts of different jobs you know you're doing all sorts of different things then if you add like a school job on top of that it's like dude you got so much that you're doing. Yeah, definitely, you got so much information coming in that it's like if it's new concepts and things, it's like you need some time to soak that in, and and that sometimes takes a little bit of time to adjust. So, I mean, this being our first week of classes and all, it was crazy stressful for me to adjust to it, just because with my my uh, my tech school and all, most of those classes were online, so there was not a whole lot of like oh, no, I got to adjust to this or I got to keep up with this. It's like I was doing maybe two classes at a time, and it was super, you know, doing online and everything.
1: Yeah, and it's like um, Mr. Lacey said, who is the algebra teacher that I'm currently um, doing algebra classes with. You can't just let information come in, process it all in one time. You need to try and kind of take a break and take thing, take time to break things down as you're going along. So a big thing to understand or to keep in mind is while it is fun, I know I I was a freshman in college at one point, believe it or not, it's crazy. But while it is fun to go out with your friends and do all this stuff, just make sure that you're taking care of your schoolwork first, because things will pile up on you
0: very quickly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's, um, that's something that I was kind of adjusting to, yesterday that I was like I want to go hang out with people I want to go do some things but it's like I've got so much school I got to do I can't you know I got people that are you know wanting to go watch a movie or you know do some fun stuff and I'm like dude I'd love to but I gotta go get this reading done you know and uh, and as, as much as that's like You know, not the end of the world. It's not like, hey, oh, I got, I missed watching this movie with my friends. Oh, no, I'm going to die. It's like, no, it's not that big of a deal. But it does kind of hurt a little bit because your friends are all growing in their relationships with each other, and you're kind of missing out on that. And that is kind of frustrating.
1: But a big thing about it, too, is the fact that while there are plenty of opportunities that you will miss, unfortunately, trying to keep up with your schoolwork, there are plenty of opportunities you can make to grow stronger and closer to your friends. I remember last semester I had so much work, dude. But I took time we during our breaks and stuff that we had. I took time and I just spent all my time with my friends whenever I didn't have anything going on. And I've made some
0: really genuinely some lifelong friendships at the school because of that. <clears throat> yeah, and I uh, I would almost go as far to say is you're gonna be one of my lifelong friends here because just I do appreciate it. Yeah, just in the past, um, what. 2 weeks. Yeah, not, much not weeks. even it's like like a week and a couple of days. Like yeah. a week and like 3 or 4 days yeah. that we've uh, we've been in the same room together. I mean like you and I've already grown to be pretty good friends. And you know, I'm appreciative of that. I'm I, you know, I praise God that he put you in my life, you yeah. know. And, uh, cause Lord knows I could have been in some room with some weirdo who's picking his nose and leaving his toenails all over the floor or something like that. Shout out nasty. to the dude
1: that was almost in this room. No, I'm playing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Man, we were about to, uh, since that, our third got, he turned into a faculty for the semester. Oh, we were going to, uh, get a third guy in here oh, yeah. and some, for some reason, like two or three days before move in, we, he was taken off on Student Central, and I was like, hey, is he going to be there? And my D group leader was like, he should be here. And I looked, and I was like, he's not on the list anymore. And he was like, well, all right. The guy never showed up. So (laughs) thankfully for us, just the two of us. Yeah, praise the Lord
1: for that. All right, so now that we've kind of gotten our little general discussion out of the way, I think it's time for us to pray, read the Bible, and talk about it. Amen. Let's do it. All right. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you so much for the day you've given us. Thank you for M.K., Thank you for me. Thank you for my life. Thank you for the fact that I've been able to wake up this morning. Thank you for everybody that I come into contact with every day. Praise you, dear God, that you allow me to be here on this campus at Bob Jones University where I don't have to suffer the persecution of the outside world, and I can freely observe you and have people that are like-minded in that. Praise Dr. Pettit. Thank you for Dr. Pettit. Thank you for uh, Dr. Bob Jones the Third. Thank you for all the faculty here, and I pray that you continue to bless them and guide them as they go through things. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, so for the reading today, I'm trying to follow into um, Dr. Pettit's message today. or not in so much his message, but I'm reading through the book of Galatians personally. I have um, been trying to keep up with Dr. Pettit as far as this stuff goes. And so today I'm going to be reading in Galatians chapter 1, verse 6 through verse 10 are you gonna do the asmr i am astonished i'm astonished as well wow <laughs> <laughs> all right all right all right i am astonished that you were so quickly deserting If anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be accursed. For am I now seeking the approval of man or of God, or am I trying to please man? If I were still just trying to please man, I
0: would not be a servant of Christ. Wonderful. So, kind of thinking on that, that's talking about, you know, false teachers, people that are teaching false doctrine, you know, um, fake gospel, you know, they're, they're trying to teach people something like legalism or yeah. something like that, you know, save salvation through works, which, mm-hmm. honestly, <clears throat> I think on a, on a subconscious level, I think we all kind of struggle with that a little Shout bit. Shout out the medieval Catholic church. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think we all on a subconscious level kind of deal with that sometimes. Like, even if, you know, you're a professing Christian and you understand that, you know, you're saved by grace through faith. You know, you're not saved by being a good person. Yeah. Sometimes you still think to yourself, you're like, oh, I've been a bad person. You know, God's gonna punish me or something like that. Or oh I did something bad. I'm gonna I'm gonna get punished. Or you'll think, Oh, I'm I'm doing really good. I'm doing I'm a good person. I should be get be getting blessings here, you know, in a few minutes. It's like that's legalism. Mm -hmm. so that's like no don't don't do that so that's something that i get trapped in a lot you know i think oh i was a really nice person today or i i helped out some people you know i should i should feel good about myself as much as yeah that does make you feel good you shouldn't you know take that and and grow in arrogance grow in pride because of that i don't think i've ever had to deal with
1: personally being like oh i did something good god should bless me today i don't think i've ever had something like that happen but what i have had happen is me going oh I'm going to help somebody with the sole objective in my mind of doing it to further increase my own bountiful blessings of God. So as to say that maybe if I give this dude a little bit extra money on the side, then God will look at me and be like, oh, he deserves something for that. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, which is it. it that's kind of similar to what I yeah. was saying. Not quite the same thing, but it kind of similar. Um, of course, I sometimes over explain things and then yeah. end up contradicting myself. Well, like, we needed, all do. We but, all do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, but so that, yeah, kind of thinking on that. That's what I was kind of going along to say is that stuff like that you kind of subconsciously think like you don't even you don't quite realize that you're doing it Mm -hmm. even though it can sometimes be a direct thought you don't quite see it as that because you're not seeing it from the third person you're seeing it as you know first person you are the person thinking that so it's kind of something that you you can't quite analyze until you take a step back and think about your life and you're like okay what was i doing here what was the context what was going on around here and then you know apply the bible to that and be like okay what should have happened
1: into kind of um tie into us talking about the culture shock of BJU and everything like that. It, um, a big thing about it is the fact that, yeah, there's a culture shock because there's so many different people. But by there being a culture shock, there's also the fact that you have to watch out for people trying to tell you things that are not do not line up with the Bible. Because unfortunately, there are a lot of people out there. I have been known to do it before. I know plenty of people that do it. I don't know if you, MK, have ever done it, but people pick and choose what they want to hear out of the Bible. They pick and choose what they want to follow and what they don't want to follow.
0: Yeah, that's, I mean, I, I do 100% agree with that. People do pick and choose. I haven't <clears throat> so much done that myself. I'm sure I haven't at a, at a subconscious level, or at least I, might, I may have not noticed it. And, um, and a lot of times when I say subconscious, I'm using it kind of in the wrong context. I'm kind of using it just to be like, oh, I didn't notice that I did that. Yeah. Which kind of goes along with what subconscious means, but not. 100%. So yeah. keep that in mind. Sometimes I say subconscious and I just mean you're doing something without noticing it. <laughs> so I've, I'm sure I have done that where you kind of pick and choose what you want out of the Bible. You know, a lot of times I pick and choose what I want to hear out of a sermon, you know, and it's, and it's like you think, oh, I, I didn't like that. So I'm, you know, I'm not going to listen to that. Or, you know, half the times we're just falling asleep. So we're college students.
1: And um, I've had situations, as um MK here can attest, that where I've disagreed with my friends um specifically something that happened recently and as i've looked back on it yes it still kind of irritates me to the extent of what happened but i will will say that i at that moment my anger took over and i started picking and choosing why i wanted to hear because what was said to me was completely correct in what it was said and i just didn't want to hear it in that way
0: i think it was said to you a little bit Inappropriately, though, because you did some of the story on that, and I and, and we may get into that down the road. But you know, long story short, you you were not quite treated properly. You were you were undermined and disrespected, and you had every right to be frustrated. But I I do agree with you that uh, you know your anger did take the better of you, and uh, you you know you've since put your head back on and yeah you kind of kind of
1: screwed back in the light bulb. Yeah, you know? yeah, I I kind of
0: tried to help as yeah. much as I could, but it, I think at the at the very essence of it you needed to just kind of take a minute breathe you know sleep get some food or something you know recoup basically and then and then you reanalyze the situation and see how you actually feel about it
1: yeah and like i said it's it goes down back down to picking and choosing i was very angry and so i let the anger cloud my judgment on things and while as mk has said things weren't said in the way that i believe they should have been that he believes they should have been that I feel like I was a little bit insulted by that, but that does not change the fact that God's word is absolute and what was being said to me is what I need to hear at the moment.
0: Yeah, because what was said was, you know, technically correct. It's just the way it was given to you. So that's kind of something that we can take out of that and and analyze for ourselves. Something we can improve ourselves on is how we go about. Correction, or how we go about, you know, yeah. advising people, because we can, I can walk up to somebody that's, you know, doing whatever, and be like, "You're a freaking evil person. You're going to go to hell and whatever," and that's a completely inappropriate.
1: And I think about, I think about like um the Westboro Baptist Church. I believe it's the Westboro Baptist Church, and the drama that or the entire controversy they've had, where they'll go up to these gay pride rallies and stuff like that, and they'll be like. Oh God hates all of you. God doesn't hate anybody and so that comes back around to false teachings. God has never said they hate people.
0: God does not hate. As much as you know God is frustrated with what they've done, um, you know, cross my fingers, don't don't strike me dead Lord. I'm not claiming that I know how you feel but <laughs> but as much as God is not like happy with what they're doing, He's frustrated with them, He doesn't hate them. He, and, he sent his son to die for those people.
1: And, um, and to for us as Christians to turn around and say, oh, we hate you because God doesn't like what you're doing, that is not what God wants us to do. He wants us to be loving and accepting, but to- not tolerate what's against his word.
0: Yeah, exactly. And kind of coming to a close now where we are pushing a little bit over time, just as always we were, pushing, we're over always time. pushing over time. So uh, we're kind of inching up to that hour range. We're trying to get there. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but until then, um, kind of pushing toward a close, I think something we can take out of this is how do we address people? Mm-hmm. You know, with we you know, we, we have our culture shock. It's like something brand new. We're like, oh, shoot, what's going on? And so a lot of times we close down. We don't talk a whole lot. But when we do open up, we do start talking. We do start sharing our opinions. You know, it's something to think about is how do we go about doing that? You know, what's an appropriate way of doing that?
1: And I think, too, that um, a big thing about it is the fact that don't let your emotions take over how you feel about the situation. Because just because your emotions take over, don't let that be your deciding factor on things, on other people, on things in your life. Because if I would have let my emotions have been my deciding factor, I wouldn't have come to Bob Jones. I probably wouldn't have the friends I have now. All because you're, as a human, you will, for lack of a better term, you will be very petty towards people.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, and you know, kind of going off of that, um, Lord help me, my ADD is kicking in. I'm forgetting, <laughs> I'm forgetting what I was going to say. Is it raining? Is it raining? It sounds like. Maybe I think I it is. I have headphones on, I can't hear. But <laughs> <laughs> you get to hear my beautiful voice. I know voice. I do. I get to listen to the whole thing. So, um, kind of going off that idea about like how do we communicate with people and all. It's like, with there, there's a way of respectfully, you know, correcting someone, yeah. you know, and there's a way of disrespectfully doing it. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, all of us have been on the receiving end of disrespectful correction. You know, Mm. something common that I've dealt with, you know, is, you know, me being... I'm the type of person that, like, whatever's in my mind, it typically just rolls right off my tongue. I, I think about what I'm saying as I'm saying it. And so a lot of times I'll catch myself and I'll be like, oh, shoot, shouldn't have said that. And it's like a lot of times that's got me in trouble when I was younger because I would say stupid things. Yeah. And I would, you know, I would, you know, use language that was not appropriate or something like that. And, you know, things that I would run into with that was just people would snap at me and they'd, like, just be super rude and super disrespectful to me, like, nasty, like you know, yelling at me, telling me you're not supposed to be saying it. you can you shouldn't say that word, you know, whatever, whatever the case was, whatever the case was. But the thing is they were addressing me so disrespectfully that I never responded to any of it at the time. You know, nowadays I've grown, I've learned what's yeah. appropriate, what's not. But at the time I was just like, you know what? Screw you. I'm gonna just keep doing it. I'll just make you mad now because you disrespected me. And that was my child my that was my childish reaction to that.
1: And a big thing too as well is while it is true to not react childishly, don't let someone's toxic message about how they want to twist the word of the Bible influence you.
0: Yeah, and uh, yeah, absolutely. That's that's powerful. And I kind of remember a little bit of what I was going to say right after you had yeah. spoken about um, your emotions kind of clouding your judgment. That's that's the talk that we could talk about on another podcast because we could get really so. deep into the clouding of judgment because of emotions. Because mm-hmm. your emotions will completely destroy your ability to decide what's going on because me and you we're very emotional
1: people Sometimes, <laughs> <Let's just be laughs> honest.
0: we both we both are the type of people to like if you make us mad we will yeah. explode it, it and it's will, like, it will be
1: dangerous yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't say dangerous but just uncomfortable depends at, on the person no yeah. i'm joking but. <laughs> but um but yeah so kind of going off of that that could that could be a really good topic for another day and i do 100 agree you know your emotions will influence how you feel about something and that's something that you ne- that you technically can control. And yeah. we'll talk about that probably next episode about how that's how that's something you can kind of regulate. You can regulate your emotions and you can kind of control yourself. Not bottling it up because bottling it up is how you, you know, explode later. But my, and that's also how you um, form unhealthy habits. We will probably have a,
1: eventually how to deal with mental health on we might have one of the, some of the people from Student Health here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We will definitely interview a couple of them. We're going to have uh, some of our professors uh, come in and be interviewed the next couple of days and we're going to try and interview our dorm supervisor and maybe ah. a couple of our RAs in the next couple of days. We and might gonna... get our
1: GL in here too.
0: Yeah, that'd be pretty awesome. We're going to be talking with them in the next couple of days, but thanks guys for listening. I'm MK. I'm JL. And this is the Bobcast. You want to pray us out, MK? Let's do it. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this time you've given to us to uh, to record to speak about what you have, you know, what knowledge you have given to us. Thank you for your book that we were able to read through um as short of a scripture as we did, Lord. I thank you for that. I thank you for the gift of breath in our lungs that you give to us on a daily basis, Lord. We wake up and that's a gift. I thank you for that, Lord. I thank you for my friend, J L over here. I thank you for this podcast and I thank you for all of our listeners, Lord. In your holy name I pray in, amen. Amen. See you guys.